Welcome to the next episode of the Catch 53 podcast, an endeavor brought to you by the members of Cohort 53 at the University of San Francisco Sport Management Graduate Program. Today, I'm here with fellow co-host Drew and our producer slash wizard Nick to chat with another of our favorite cohort mates, both of whom are coaches and leaders in their respective communities. Our first guest tonight is a recent graduate of Cal State East Bay and currently the varsity linebackers football coach and social media manager at Tamil Vice High School in Marin County. It's one of the easiest people to talk to in our cohort and hands down the biggest Niner fan. I'm talking about the one and only Anthony Mejia. Anthony, welcome to the pod. How's it going? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, thank you. <laughs> right on, Anthony. No, we really appreciate you, like Josh was saying, stopping by. It's just a great opportunity to get to kind of really know one another in this really kind of uncertain year. And it's been one of the highlights for us to, you know, talk to you guys and get to know more about you guys as sports fans and as people. And so the first question we're going to kick to you is probably one you've heard a lot over the past year. And we just kind of want to know what drew you into USF for grad school. Yeah, definitely. It's funny. Uh, my brother was actually a recent graduate. He's got his business or his, his bachelor's degree in business management. And he actually was the commencement speaker at his graduation. So I got a like a good kind of introduction into the whole community and environment uh, of USF just in general. And obviously just heard great things about it and, and kind of led him in a great direction too. So I figured, uh, and then I'll, and then I looked into it um, kind of midway through my uh, my bachelor's study, I was trying to figure out, you know, if I didn't want to take that next step and just doing the research and seeing uh, the reach that they had. And I think uh, Alyssa Nocken actually was just made the coach for the Giants around the time or something when I was looking into it. So I think there was just a bunch of factors that led me, in fact, you know, me landing there and the rest is history. It's been great ever since. And yeah, like, like Josh was saying earlier, all you guys are great to talk to. So it, it's a good cohort to be a part of. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out, shout out to Alyssa. So obviously, Anthony, as you alluded to in your intro, you're currently coaching uh, varsity football. And as we've kind of gotten to know you just, you know, not obviously a ton of conversations, but just through really informational interviews and getting to know people, you're obviously very passionate about football. Was coaching always the plan or did you initially envision yourself doing something else in football or maybe a different sport or if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it was, uh, it's always been football. I think I had a small little gap where I was playing basketball and I was all about basketball. And then it was around the time when Iverson was big and, you know, I had the, the, the wristbands and, you know, I, I had his first, I think it was his first shoe that came out. It was like all black and had like a little red shirt or whatever. So I was big on basketball, but then um, I always just wanted to be a football player. You know, even, even as a little kid, I my you know, it was like every little kid's dream. I just saw myself out in the Niners uniform and, you know, winning the Super Bowl for them and all the, all the cliche stuff. So, uh, but once that didn't pan out, uh, I actually had one specific practice. I remember that I yelled something out trying to help, a, you know, a fellow teammate out and my, the head coach was like, you know, that's pretty good. You know, this is good coaching point or whatever. So I think that, you know, and then not having a real plan after high school kind of definitely led me into saying, you know, I couldn't get away from the game, wanted to be around it as much as I could. So led me into coaching. And then, yeah, I just fell in love with it every single year more and more. And then, you know, the kids too, the network, the community, all that is just a bonus. So I know you just mentioned, Anthony, about how, you know, growing up, you had moments where you kind of, even as a player, you kind of saw yourself getting thrown into that coaching role. And, you know, for a lot of us, we're all athletes, we're all fans of sport. We've all had someone to kind of look up to during our journey. So was there like a particular coach or mentor who kind of really inspired you to take up coaching, whether it was in high school, down the line, even in the professional league, someone who really motivated you? Yeah, for sure. Probably uh, the three most closest to me, like in my immediate circle were, were definitely in high school. So uh, my JV coach had a big influence on me. We coached together because uh, I went back and coached four or five years at my uh, old high school. So had a lot of connections there. So yeah, my JV coach and then the two main coaches on varsity. So the first one was uh, Joe Batista and then it was Bill Kepler, the head coach. And then uh, Derek Clements was the D coordinator. So shout out to them. They were big, huge influences on me. They, uh, one of them actually wrote my, one of my letters of recommendation to get into USF. So 
yeah, they've always been a big part of my journey. And uh, we had a saying when I was in high school, a few sayings actually, but one of them was, you know, just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And that was by Kepler. And, and that was something that we applied, I applied specifically on the football field, but even outside, you know, during class and high school and, and even beyond that. And it's, it's, both of them have just been, uh, you know, great pillars to me and in my whole journey in general. So, yeah. That's awesome to hear, you know, behind every single, you know, great team is an even greater coach, you know, take a moment to kind of chat about the team you're currently coaching. You know, what is a day in the life of coach Anthony, like coaching these, these uh, high schoolers? Well, it starts after uh, family duties at home. So, you know, my got to give a shout out to my girlfriend and a newborn son at home. Uh, you know, after I take care of them, get on my hour commute, you know, over to the school and, and it's pretty cool. I actually got the link through um, former alumni, Casey Sully. Uh, so I did a little informational interview with him and, you know, he told me to come on through. So, uh, yeah, ever since ever since then, we come out or I come out and, you know, the kids are ready to roll from get go. We've got, we've got about two and a half hour practice and, you know, we've got the, the JV and the varsity working together. And, and at first it, it was it was new. This is actually my first year coaching. So it was it was a little bit you know new to me as well, getting accustomed to some of the drills and stuff and just being back in the mix in general. I've been out of coaching for like two, three years. So but it's it, it's cool. I, I enjoy the time and actually running the Instagram page too. I'm sometimes I'm coaching, sometimes I'm taking videos and pictures. And so it's, it's the first time for me doing that too. So it's, uh, it's, it's every week is something new for sure. So I know you alluded to how busy your day looks like, Anthony, you're coaching, you're doing video, you're basically have your hands in all sorts of things. So I'm sure there's a lot that goes on to the day to day. What is your most memorable moment though, as a coach, whether it's with your role now, or like you said, when you were coaching before, because I'm sure as you know, with sports, there's always some crazy things that go on the field. So What's something that really sticks with you? Yeah, you know, actually, I might, uh, uh, crazy to admit that I don't have a great recall on a lot of, like, games or moments like that, especially, I think, mostly because I focus a lot on, like, you know, games are in, and wins, wins and losses, you know, that stuff is great, but the practice, you know, sessions is really what I focus on, so I think what I've gotten the most out of my whole coaching experience is, is just the um, single moments that certain kids come up to me, and, you know, since you came here, even, you know, being now, it's this and that that I didn't know before, and those things really stick with me. I mean, that's what really keeps it going because, you know, as you guys know, or, or, you know, might be aware of high school coaches don't do it for the money, you know, really out there dedicating our time and, and committing to the program, you know, seeing them, seeing the kids and coaches more than our own family sometimes. And I've been in that mix as a, since a player. So I kind of know, know how that role goes, but yeah, it, that that's really the most rewarding thing is seeing them uh, and hearing them give those, those comments back. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome to hear just your commitment and drive and obviously your passion for it. What are your, some of your short and long-term goals for, I guess, the team that you're coaching, obviously, whether it's this season kind of looking forward uh, and also long-term for yourself, is it to kind of stick in the Bay area with the high schoolers, you know, maybe move to the college ranks. What, what are your ambitions for this career as a whole? Yeah, sure. Uh, definitely short. And I guess even the kind of midterm too is, would be, you know, for at the, at Tamil Pius where I'm at now, you know, just want to make the kids better. And, uh, they were pretty, they've been pretty successful under their head coach now, uh, Matt Lamont. He's, he's, uh, done some good things with them. They were, they've been in the playoffs the last two years. It's a little different now with COVID, you know, we won't get that chance now, you know, if I can just make my specific position, you know, stronger, make them more football smart in general, then, then that's, you know, that's all the best that I can do. And, you know, a little bit long-term after that, yeah, I was even telling my buddy the other day if I can, you know, coach over at Pitt, coach over at Yale LaSalle, like those are really the schools, at least here locally, to get into. And yeah, you know, once that, you know, we finish up the uh, Masters over here, I can, you know, look to get into the college ranks. And yeah, the, the big goal one day is to get to the NFL. Like I said, if I can't play for the Niners, uh, I'll coach for them one day. That's that's where I'm striving, striving for right now. So 
We love that, man. Go Niners. Let's all keep it local. Yeah, we, sure. I'm so excited <laughs> for the upcoming season. If you could go back, Anthony, and, you know, it's a weird time right now. You know, COVID's probably thrown a lot of, you know, coaches and players up in the air. Uh, and, you know, you guys as well, you know, with a short, I think it's five-game season with high school. Right. But if you could kind of give some advice to, you know, an aspiring coach or even like your past self, you know, who's, you know when you said you were kind of uncertain about what's next, you know, what is some, I guess, coaching advice you'd give to a younger coach coming up to the ranks? That's a good question. Uh, I would say, I think my personally, what I had to do right now is just do a lot of research on my own. Um, you got to go out and, you know, YouTube is a great key. Uh, and even just, you know, the football scape in general, if you can listen to podcasts and things like that, or um, in, in high school specifically, if, if you can kind of focus in on a few fundamental key drill drill type stuff then you know you set that stuff up with the kids person uh, aside and even you know I was thinking I didn't get the chance to do it so far this year but setting up little zoom calls and stuff like that with the kids to go over film um, I think that would that would be definitely one thing to focus on as much as possible uh, you got to find ways to be creative be adaptive um, I think that's one thing especially on the field what we tell the kids uh, and coaches too they their lifestyles is they, they got to adapt to whatever happens you know quarter by quarter play by play things are always changing so you try to apply that to real life as much as possible too so my my best advice is yeah just to continue continue uh, you know got to keep keep moving your feet got to keep staying low you know and all the, all the other cliches that you want to hear. Absolutely. Anthony, I think I speak for everyone in our cohort and obviously everyone here that you're definitely a coach we'd all love to play for. So really appreciate you taking <laughs> the time to, to walk us through kind of your, your yeah, insights, sure. both for your current self and, and future self and, and past self as well. We're going to spend some time now doing a little bit more of some rapid fire questions. So these are kind of just like knee jerk reaction. Rapid, if that makes know. sense. They're yeah. fun, right. man. They're a little bit crazy. There's a little fun. bit. Yeah. They're, they're crazy, right. but fun. All right. First question. <laughs> what is the favorite, your favorite class you've ever taken? This could be a USA. This could be undergrad. This could be elementary school favorite class uh, i actually always think i revert back to new year in high school it kind of led me on the the my undergrad path the teacher that we we're supposed to have like a month or two and then she got pregnant so she was out on maternity leave we had subs like every other week but they actually did a really good job uh, it got me interested in the subject so uh, yeah, I'd have to put my thumb on that one. So I know you talked about basketball earlier, but what is your favorite sport to watch, coach, or play besides the one that you're currently in, which is football? Probably would have to be basketball. Uh, big, big basketball. I've always been big on it. I played two years. One year, I actually went. I'm not to brag. I hate to. I hate to always talk about it because I was no, brag away. I was. Man, I, was away. I was the best player on the team. You know, was, they had a. Yeah. The coach drew up a specific play for me. Uh, to shoot it out on the wing, that was that was my sweet spot. Uh, no no backboard, you know, straight straight swish all the, all the way. So, but yeah, it'd have to be basketball. If not, hockey's a, a close second too. I've got to got to think for hockey. Go go Blackhawks, Blackhawks, big Blackhawks. All right, I was I was gonna say looking forward to our first Warriors and, and Sharks adventures, but hey, I'll take the Blackhawks yeah. too. Sharks <laughs> Sharks are right there too. They got to got to stay local all the time. But Blackhawks are my team. Sure. Sounds good. Sounds good. You alluded to your interest in psychology. I don't know if this is the path yeah. to go down with with this question. If you weren't coaching or pursuing a career in sports, what other industry would you consider working in? That's a good question. Probably, uh, yeah, maybe even uh, like sports psych, sports psychology or so, something like that. Yeah, just uh, I've always had a thing. I, I was a tutor um, and, and mentor kind of for elementary school kids when I was in high school. So I always kind of had a little you know, connection, to giving back to the community, things like that. So yeah, teaching, um, something along those lines. Yeah, I think, I think that that that's the only other place I could see me working at, honestly. So, you know, we've been talking about this pandemic for a long time and, you know, thankfully the world's slowly starting to open up and sports is kind of getting back to normal. We're, we're getting right. there slowly. Right. What is the sporting event you are most looking forward to attending once the pandemic's in the rear view mirror? Obviously Niners game, man. First, that first sure. opening kickoff. Yeah. I got looking for that Levi's, uh, that horn, you know, it gets me, gives me chills yeah. every time, but 
my last sporting event that I went to was uh, a Warriors game, actually. It was the first time, first basketball game ever. Uh, and, you know, it was at the Chase Center, too. So it was a good introduction into it. Um, and probably most looking forward to get back to that one. But Giants games are always cool, too, just the vibe and the environment there. All of the above sound good to me. Um, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just choose one. Exactly. All right. Sticking on the sports track, uh, favorite sports film? Go. Oh, Friday Night Lights. Easy. Hands down. I got a bunch. I could choose a bunch, but Friday Night Lights is, is the best. That uh, that speech at the end. All right. So, you know, you mentioned the Niners, but dream job. You can you get the degree. You can get where you're going. Where, where you, Where's the end goal at, you know, 20 years down the line? Years down the line. Not counting the Niners? Is that is that? Hey, if you want to go to Niners, that? you can go Niners, yeah. too. Hey, head, head coach for the Niners sounds pretty good to me. I've got a buddy, too, that we're always joking all the time. He, he wants to be GM and you know, he's a coach too over in, in Illinois. So, um, you know, we've got big goals for the future. Uh, anything anything that, that has him involved in my plans would, would be okay in my book because that's a good friend of mine and uh, we've been working together since 2012, you know, trying to get to the big goals. So that's that's what we got in mind. Just I love send it. Some tickets our way, man. Just send some tickets our way when you get there. I was going to say, once we get there, please, man, please hire us. If not that, just send us tickets. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Awesome. So one of the cool things that I love about this cohort and the ability to obviously start a podcast without actually meeting each other, which is like a unique circumstance. So, you know, I think our cohort as a whole has, has done a great job of getting to know each other given the circumstances. But when we all get back in person, we get like a weekend to just do stuff together, hypothetically. Design the ideal weekend for Cohort 53. Where are we going and what are we doing? That's a good one. I, I, I heard this question uh, asked to Gina and and, and, uh, and Emily and I was, I think, Gina took my answer to the Super Bowl. You know, you gotta, that was awesome. That's definitely, you know, it would be a great weekend to get away to. But uh, other than that, off the top of my head, I don't know, March Madness seems to be pretty fun to go to too with everything going on right now this year, like you said. So we've been kicking this question around between the podcast, like the group chats and everything. Obviously the Niners trade up in the draft. They kind of showed their hand. I mean, I'm thinking QB. Who do you think the Niners are taking this year, man? Who, who do you think we're going to be rolling with? <laughs> My my buddy over in Illinois would be would be happy to hear me say that we wouldn't be too mad if they went ahead and just stole pits from everyone else. That tight end from from Florida is, is pretty nice. Florida, dynamic. you, pair, you pair a monster with, with Kittle, Debo, and you know Mostert in the backfield could be pretty hard to stop. But yeah, I I I I think I'd be happy with seeing them take fields at at three. Pretty sure that you know obviously Lawrence is going to go first, and then I think I think the I think Sala over there with the with the Jets. I wish him luck. Uh, we'll miss him over on the defensive side. I think he'll go with, with Wilson. It's probably a good fit, and that that le- that leaves us with with Fields there at three. I wouldn't be I wouldn't mind Lance either. Trey Lance is pretty nice, but after seeing Fields pro day, and and actually I'm actually not a big college football guy, so uh, just got into it the last year, and I watched him against Clemson, and I was pretty pretty uh, impressed with his performance. So after that, I was like you know joking with my girlfriend. She's a big Jimmy G fan, and I was like, oh you know the Niners might, might look at him, and but it's funny that we're here now. That's <laughs> funny that we're here now. Yeah, it's you know it's kind of a, con- a convoluted situation with regards to the quarterbacks, but you know, right. go big or go home, I guess, right? <laughs> exactly. Hey, we we got a we got a team, then the win our windows now, so we got to take advantage. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Anthony, thank you so much again for taking the time to come on the podcast, for sharing your love for coaching, yeah. the Niners, and all things in between. Um, where can folks find you on social media? Any last words you want to add before we let you go? Yeah, and uh, just want to say thank you guys again for for taking the time here. I really appreciate it. It was it was good first time ever kind of doing this, so. Uh, thank you guys for my 15 minutes. And uh, yeah, you can first first and foremost, go ahead and follow the Tam High football page. Uh, it'll just be T-A-M-H-I-G-H football uh, for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and then you can find me at, uh, on Instagram. It's M-E underscore H-E underscore U-H underscore. So if you say it quickly enough, it sounds just like my last name. I had to do that because people just didn't understand 
I couldn't pronounce the last name. So Anthony, man, we, we really appreciate it. We we know you're busy. You've got the little one. Hey, yeah, he is. He's right here. The little one makes an appearance. I wish you could all see it. Yeah, too bad. Yeah, maybe maybe one day with the Anthony court. Anthony Jr. That, that that'll that'll be. If anything, I'll change my answer to that one question earlier. We can all just have a big get. <laughs> and like I said, we really appreciate it. You know, you had a game today. You're, you're taking care of the little ones. You're doing it all with school and a pandemic going on. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we you know hopefully the Niners make a good move here. That's what we're, we're really hoping for. I think we can all agree on that. But yeah. for those of you listening, we'll be right back with our next guest from the cohort, Coach Kiki Nakano. Welcome back to the Catch 53 podcast, where tonight we're highlighting a pair of kick-ass coaches who are providing insight into their role as leaders of young student-athletes. We're moving from the gridiron onto the basketball court for our next guest, who's a graduate of the University of Hawaii at Manoa and a former student-athlete at Whittier College. He's currently a basketball coach at Pinewood High School and has one of the sweetest jump shots in all the land. Please welcome to the pod, Kiki Nakano, a.k.a. Coach Kiki. How's it going tonight? Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Kiki. So the first question I'm sure you've had probably a dozen times and a bunch of people ask you over the past couple of months, but we want to know what kind of brought you to USF and what drew you into the program. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, first, I was, I've always wanted to coach. That's been my main goal um, ever since I um, stopped playing basketball and um, actually got my first coaching job in Hawaii um, at a high school there. I knew I wanted to coach um, as a full-time career. And I was looking into sport management programs. My old coworkers from um, SF Park and Rec, she actually is an alumni from USF. And she told me about the program and how great it was, talked it up. And then I also knew someone else from the SoCal um, cohort who graduated from USF, who I went to Whittier with. And they just talked it up, said it's so great, told me about the alumni connection and everything. And I was very big on in-person class, which is funny now because COVID, but you know, new challenges all the time and you know always adapting but USF definitely um having in-person classes the cohort atmosphere I'm such a I mean coach so I'm such a team player so that definitely drew me to USF absolutely so you know you've obviously been involved with the game of basketball for a very long time was coaching always the plan or did you initially envision yourself doing something else in basketball uh, or maybe something an entirely different industry or career as a whole yeah, so actually my original life plan was to play four years of college basketball, try to play overseas, come back, get my master's, and then coach. So the goal's always been the same. Took a little detour, didn't play four years. I only played two years of college basketball. And then um, just actually started my coaching career early. Things happen, got to be able to adjust. Um, the goal never changes, just kind of the plan to it. So um, yeah, that was my original plan, but um, I'm starting a little earlier than I thought, but I'm loving it. <laughs> So as an athlete who played at so many different levels, I'm sure you yourself had a lot of different coaches and mentors on and off the basketball court. So was there a particular coach or mentor who kind of inspired you to take up coaching yeah, in the first place? Yeah, his name is um, Eric Love. He was he was my um, like kind of like um, basketball trainer um, when I was a senior in high school. He taught me how to love the game, how to be more relaxed with it, actually. I was so tense. I was so a little too passionate to an extent of like, it's, it's supposed to be for fun. <laughs> and he just taught me how to love the game again. Um, I love talking to him. He's still my coaching mentor to this day. He's the city, he's the assistant coach at city college for the women's basketball program. And um, yeah, he's, he's always there cheering me on. Um, I talk to him when I'm taking new job offers and everything. So he's definitely been my mentor as a player and now as a coach. So big shout out to him. <laughs> 
Awesome. Big shout out. Big shout out. All right. So we just talked, we just got off with Anthony who talked about the, he, he provided us, us with a glimpse of the ins and outs of like the grind as a coach and the long hours and being involved with teams. And with you, I know you work with individual players as well. Can you kind of walk us through your routine and a, a day in the life of coach Kiki and also kind of chat about the team that you're actively coaching right now? You know, what are they up to and, and how have things been during this you know difficult time or this hectic time rather? Yeah. So I have my own kind of coaching business. So I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm a, I have my own coach Kiki 22 page. Um, I coach a lot of, um, a lot of Asian league players right now. So I do individual training with them. Uh, most of them are from my old Asian league organization. So it, that makes me feel better, like giving back and teaching them things. I wish I knew when I was their age. So I have about, about 10 to 15 kids that I'm training right now individually. And then I also am helping out with the AAU team that the Pinewood girls are a part of. So the AAU fever team which is located in Los Altos as well. And then I'm also going to be the head JV coach at Pinewood. So I have my own JV team that we're going to start up soon. And then with Pinewood right now, I was just super fortunate to get this position. The coach, Doc Shepler, he's a legend, been in the game, been coaching for like 40, I want to say 43 years now, about 26, 27 at Pinewood. Look him up, you guys. Best shooting coach in the game. I guarantee it. Um, he's really, he's well known for the hop. And being at Pinewood's like, so surreal to me. I mean, I've been following them my whole life. Um, girls I've played against, um, I try to imitate the way they play. And um, being at Pinewood is so great. Um, they're one of the top programs, the one of the top girls programs in the Bay Area right now. So I'm learning from the best. A lot of girls go division one or um, any division at that. And I'm just trying to absorb as much as I can and be a part of like a great program that has a great system and, you know, a great environment to be around. So we were talking earlier about, you know, when you talk about memorable moments, Jalen Suggs, half-court bomb to send his team to the, to the Natty. As a coach, what is your most memorable moment? What's something that's really stuck with you? It could be on the court, off the court. Anthony talked about his impact with kids. And, you know, I'm sure you have kind of similar things to say, too, so we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, a memorable moment. I think right now it would probably be – wow, that's a hard one <laughs> – like the first thing that's coming to my mind is I was the head coach at Hoover Middle School in San Francisco. And I took a team of 16 girls and who more than half have never played basketball before. I'm telling you y'all, like they wore leggings, hair down to practice, like, <laughs> like the, that type of vibe. And I took them to the semi playoffs. And what was the, what was most memorable about that? is I just taught them how to like love the game of basketball and learn how to be a part of a team and learn how, learn about time management, learn about discipline, learn about all those life skills that they're going to need um, if they continue basketball or not and learn to care about other people. I think that was the most memorable thing, learning how to like have different types of player skill levels. Cause I also had girls that were on like AAU teams and played a lot and learn how to adjust from that to a girl that's never touched a basketball in her life and learn how to teach them how to be teammates and see each other as equals, I think was one of the most memorable things and just having an impact on their lives. Even though I was just there for one season, a lot of the girls still text me and everything and like to keep me updated on everything. And I think that's one of the most memorable things and the best part of being a coach. 
Wow, that, that is great to hear because that's a memory that extends from not only the time that you were coaching them, but as you alluded to, like all the way through to where they are now. And, you know, obviously coaching is 50% basketball. The other 50% is arguably more important, which is the life skills and, you know, being able to trust your teammates and build that chemistry that, you know, results in a semifinal appearance, right? So really appreciate that story as a whole. Going back to your, yourself and your own career, you know, what are some of the, the short-term goals for maybe the JV team or your individual student athletes that you're working with and also long-term goals for yourself in terms of, you know, where you want to be coaching maybe five, 10, 15 years down the road. Um, if you want to stick with high school and move to college, whatever it is, um, any goals in, in mind right now? Short-term goal as I'm at Pinewood, I'm trying to be a part of a state championship. Like for real, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, not the, not the only reason I'm at Pinewood, but it's actually realistic. Like that's how great this program is. They have a long history of it. The coaches are amazing from, from doc to all the assistants, great environment to be around. And I really do believe we can win a state championship. They've came close in the past. Coach Doc Shepler has six state championships under his, in his career. He's not slowing down anytime soon. Um, so definitely a short-term goal. And also just to see my players go to college and kind of be a part of their journey. Definitely a short-term goal for me as well. Um, there's actually one kid that was at um, an old uh, public school in San Francisco and I coached her at that school. And now she transferred to Pinewood same time I actually went to Pinewood. So I'm just trying to be a part of her journey as much as I can. Um, we moved from SFUSD public school together to this amazing program at Pinewood. So I want to see where she ends up. Um, she's a great kid and everything. So definitely be a part of her journey. And then long-term goal. I actually don't really know right now. Um, I don't know if I want to stay at Pinewood forever. I'm, I've always, my original goal going into USF was to be a head JUCO coach. So I'm, that's definitely in my, in the back of my mind always. I love JUCO basketball. I love what it stands for. I love that it's a kind of like a ticket, um, you know, to get out of the city for kids that maybe don't have the luxury of having these great coaches in high school and AAU. Like I, I, I th personally think that um, Juco would have been a great route for me as well. Um, so just having, you know, that ticket for the kids to get out and, you know, continue their career in basketball or try to get to that four-year school they want to go to. So Juco is definitely in the back of my mind. So with coaches, you know, it's something that kind of gets passed down. You alluded to the coaches you're working with now, coaches you've had in the past. If you could kind of give some advice to the next up and coming Bay Area basketball coach, what would it be? Yeah, um, actually, um, the, my coach at Pinewood, he's been giving me all this advice. And I think one of the ones that really stuck with me is as coaches, we want to affect the way the players believe in themselves. And I think that's our job as coaches. It's not all, it's not all, like you said, Josh, it's not all about, you know, X's and O's and skill development and everything, you know, it's getting the kids to believe they can do it. Like I want my, I want all my players to see what I see in them. And that's, that's greatness. I see greatness in every one of my players and I totally think they can get there um, with the guidance of the coaching staff that I'm a part of. Um, if, even if it's just me, you know, I want every, any little impact I can have on my players and just, that's the best advice I think I can give to coaches. Always be willing to learn, always be willing to listen to everybody, even if you don't agree with them. Um, and definitely staying humble, definitely in the basketball scene. Stay humble. I love it. I love it. So you, Kiki, you aced the, uh, the interview portion, uh, air quotes uh, of this interview. Um, now it's kind of the fun portion. Where we're going to ask you some more rapid fire questions, some more like knee jerk reactions, like first thing that comes to mind. Um, but feel free to elaborate if you want to. These will be a series of questions that Drew and I will just rattle off, starting with what is the favorite class you've ever taken? This could be USF. This could be undergrad. This could be elementary school. Favorite class. 
<laughs> I'm honestly gonna say Cellini's. <laughs> oh, shout out, Miss Cellini. Um, <laughs> yes, like. I mean, I've probably taken some great classes in undergrad, but like right now, I just, Cellini's is the first one that comes to mind. I'm a sucker for like post-it notes. So I have like so <laughs> many quotes that from Cellini's class, honestly, on my wall right now that I just like stare at every day while we're in class on any USF class. So definitely Cellini's, um, just like every, yeah, everything he's taught me, um, everything's taught us. Like I've just been just implanted in my mind. So what is your favorite sport to watch, coach, play, just kind of be around outside of basketball? I would say I love watching volleyball because with basketball, there's so many different types of skills. And with volleyball, like there's really like three major ones, right? <laughs> like bump set spike. But what I love about it is like, you can strive for perfection with it because you have to be damn near perfect with it. And I just think that's such a different mindset you have other than basketball. Because basketball, like a lot of coaches preach, it's okay to make mistakes. You just make it up on the other end of the court. But volleyball, like there's this simplicity and perfection with it that I just love watching. Like you never get bored watching it. <laughs> yeah. And you guys share like a court usually, right? With the high school ranks, you guys share volleyball and basketball court. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right. Uh, if you weren't coaching or pursuing a career in sports, is there a different industry that you would consider working in? I think it would be very similar, but it would be teaching. Okay. I love kids. Um, I've been working for San Francisco Park and Rec for, this is going to be my like ninth summer. And I work um, sports camps. I've been part of the, I've been part of the sport athletic program for um, nine summers now. I feel like I'm so old when I'm there, but I, I just love the kids. I love the youth of San Francisco. I mean, I'm from here. I grew up here my whole life. And um, yeah, I think just teaching, uh, mentoring kids any way I can. And then, um, I mean, through sports. <laughs> so obviously, you know, the world's been in a weird place this past year. So COVID's really thrown us kind of all for a loop. I know you mentioned, you know, not being in person with class. All of us as sports fans, I think the thing we've all missed probably close to the most attending once the world gets a little more normal. Well, I wanted to go to the final four this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been off the hook. More, more on that later. More on that oh later. Oh my yep. God. Um, I've act, no, I will. I went to, I went to see one Warriors game at the Chase Center, um, but I was only there for like half of it. So I definitely want to go see more Warriors games. Definitely want to go watch more WBA games in person i'd probably go to like the sparks arena that's probably one of the more closer ones um, i've been there once and then as many college games as i can i'm trying to go to all these coaches practices and just games and just yeah introduce myself so that's something what i'm looking forward to quick that's side all- note the bay area needs a WNBA team you already Don't know out there just throwing you it out there know. Just- it'll happen sooner rather than later hopefully absolutely can snaps to all that all right yes. uh kiki favorite sports film go <laughs> This is so cheesy of me and I'm not ashamed. I love love and basketball. <laughs> that's my, that's what. <laughs> All's fair in love and basketball. I love that. I love that movie so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love that it's centered around a, a female basketball player. Um, but I mean, super, it's chick flick. <laughs> no shame in it. <laughs> Hey, it has hoops. That's all we care about. I was, was going to say, High School Musical also has hoops, right? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so, Kiki, I know you kind of alluded to what the plan was down the line. You know, 20, you know, 15, 20 years from now, what is the dream job? You know, if you can get to where anywhere you want in sports, where do you want to end up at? I think I just want my own program one day. That's just the ultimate goal. I'm still, I really don't know if I 
want to stay in high school or maybe go to college, the college level. I just think um, wherever I can find a program where I have a great um, athletic department and uh, where I can just build a legacy, that's just where I see myself in that amount of years. Yeah, I don't really know what level I'm at. Um, I mean, either one, I'm going to coach the same way. <laughs> yeah, you, you do you. All I'm going to say is that Tara Vanderveer has to retire at some point. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, all right. So she's a exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, being as a part of this cohort has been unique because a lot of us haven't met each other in person. And I love this podcast and I love the ability to connect with folks in, in different ways because, you know, we have to be creative with that. But once we do get in person, I think it's going to be really, really strange, but also really, really cool. Um, those first few times when we're all in person. So design your ideal weekend for Core 53. Like we're all together. We're just doing whatever. Like tell us where we're going, what we're doing, all that. Oh, we should do a bonfire. I feel like that'd be super easy. <laughs> a Very bonfire. So, yeah, I don't know about in San Francisco. It's hella cold, but <laughs> somewhere, True. yeah. I think a bonfire would be pretty fun. <laughs> Half Moon Bay, yeah, it's Poplar Beach. Oh yeah, there shout you go. Out, that's the high school Drew right there. Mm-hmm. there you go i'm down for it so obviously as basketball fans we have two of the biggest games of the year coming up we have the women's and men's you know championship games for college right around the corner we got arizona versus stanford we got baylor and again courtesy to that huge shot earlier today we have gonzaga so predictions who do you have winning each game who are you rocking with okay first the men's side i'm probably gonna have to go with gonzaga oh my god yeah tonight it was unbelievable I was rooting for UCLA but you know Gonzaga deserved it too I wasn't I mean I was surprised with that last shot but I think they played super well um and very smart and they didn't panic which is I mean that's the characteristics of a championship team and then the women's oh man I go crazy on the women's side Stanford's always been my team um I mean Bay Area pride but I I love that Arizona got their Pac-12 representative out here um Ari McDonald she's she's been about that life so I can't wait to watch that game but Stanford all the way that's been my team and we hashtag, got a, and we got a Pinewood girl there hashtag back the pack I love it I love it yeah um, yeah obviously full disclosure you know we don't know if this episode is going to air or be released you know probably probably after these games will happen we'll see if Kiki's right we'll see Kiki thank you so much again for taking the time to, to join us on the pod um any last words you want to say where can folks find you on social media if you want to plug those um any you know take the time to plug yourself <laughs> Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. Um, this was great. Um, my Instagram is at CoachKiki22. So follow me there. Get some skill development videos. Get shots up. You already know. <laughs> so Kiki, like Josh said, thank you so much for taking the time. You know, having our, our cohort coaches and you and Anthony on the pod is always super fun because we're all sports fans. And you guys are on the front lines of sport, bringing it to the youth. And that's our next generation of, you know, superstar athletes. So Thank you to both of you. We really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's around 10 o'clock here, so getting time for bed if you can sleep after that awesome game. For those of you, for those of you listening, again, thank you for all the support. We love when you guys tune in and get to meet the rest of the awesome COVID co- cohort we're part of. The podcast is going to be available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Overcast. And for those of you who want to follow us and see what else we're up to, give the pod a follow at Catch53Podcast on Twitter and IG. Thanks to our coaches and thanks to all you guys listening.